بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على المبعوث رحمة للعالمين وعلى آله وصحبه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا إلى يوم الدين أما بعد to continue with our series on Ibn Ata'illah al-Iskandari's Kitab al-Hikam, the Book of Wisdoms. We, were, we had started in the previous session, Hikam, Hikmah number 169, which is on page 205. Uh, we discussed it. He says, عِنَايَتُهُ فِيكَ لَا لِشَيْءٍ مِّنْكَ عِنَايَتُهُ فِيكَ لَا لِشَيْءٍ مِّنْكَ وَأَيْنَ كُنْتَ حِينَ وَاجَهَتْكَ عِنَايَتُهُ وَقَابَلَتْكَ رِعَايَتُهُ لم يكن في أزله إخلاص عمل لم يكن في أزله إخلاص أعمال ولا وجود أحوال بل لم يكن هناك إلا محض الإفضال وعظيم النوال His providential care of you is not due to anything coming from you Where were you when he confronted you with his providence or met, your face, met you face to face with his care Neither sincerity of deeds nor the existence of states have any being in his eternity. Instead, only pure bestowing and sublime giving are there. So in conclusion, he's saying that everything that he's given you, starting from, your decision, from the decision to be in this world, for us to be in this world, for us then to come into this world, and then to negotiate all of the difficulties and challenges of this world, and then to be alive and then to be doing good deeds. All of that came from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So he says, if you now think that you are the one who deserves all of this because of some of the good deeds that you've done, or on top you think that you've got sincerity in your good deeds, so that's why you should be blessed, that we should be blessed with uh, his gifts and so on. So he says that where were you when, when you weren't even there? in eternity when he decided to, that you would come into being and so on. So it's purely out of his grace, essentially. So then we had discussed how people who recognize this and who fully become slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, eventually they reach different states. There's one state which they all have, and then after that, there are different manifestations, different states that these people will eventually have, depending on a number of factors. So we'd mentioned one category. One of those categories were those who just have an awe of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala all the time. They're just in awe all the time. They're just beholding of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's majesty, His greatness. And they feel a sense of shame, a sense of shyness almost, all the time. Um, that's the first manifestation of what happens to people like this. The second manifestation is an earnest desire, an eagerness, a passion to want to be with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We discussed the hajj in that regard. People who just want to be with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, the third manifestation it has is وَمِنْهُمْ مَنْ تَغْلِبُ عَلَيْهِمُ السَّكِينَةُ فِي الْقَلْبِ The third are those who they get this overwhelming sense 
and feeling of tranquility in the heart. Just gives them absolute comfort and a feeling of restfulness. It's almost like absolute assurance, conviction, certainty. Like they feel very, very confident about their faith. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala provides that for them. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala discusses this manifestation in the Qur'an. All of these manifestations can be understood through the Qur'an. Like we showed last week, those about Hayba and Haya, or and shyness. Allah says, إِنَّمَا يَخْشَ اللَّهَ مِنْ عِبَادِهِ الْعُلَمَاءِ We have numerous verses in the Qur'an that speak about uh, desire for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then the third one, which is the sakina in the heart. Allah says in Surah Al-Ra'd, verse 28, It's with the remembrance of Allah do hearts find that tranquility and comfort and rest and calmness. So that's another feeling that could manifest itself. You'll see people of all of these different states. Some people could have more than one state possibly. Then there's another group of them. Upon them will be a sense of astonishment, bewilderment and astonishment. These are very difficult things to explain because they're matters of experience. That's why some of the ulama who've experienced this, they've said, أَعْرَفُ النَّاسِ بِاللَّهِ أَشَدُّهُمْ تَحَيُّرًا فِيهِ And it makes a lot of sense to be honest. That the one who most knows Allah the man most knowing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one with the most intense bewilderment about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Astonishment about Allah. That's why it is a hadith which says, O oh Allah, Allahumma zidni fika tahayyuran. O oh Allah, increase me in astonishment about you. And I would assume that this is a, a good astonishment to just want to know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala more and more and more. The fourth or fifth group now, the next group, they have a dominance of humility. Humility overcomes them. Humility, humbly entreating Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They are people who are very humble and just trying to serve others. Everything related to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they want to just provide service. They have no arrogance about them, no airs about them. They get dominated by tawadu, khudu, dhul, and inkisar. Right? This just feeling of just lowliness, absolute servitude. That's why Junaid al-Baghdadi says that al-'arifu kal-ard. The one who knows Allah is like the earth. The earth knows Allah. The one who knows Allah is like the earth. Junaid al-Baghdadi said. العارف كالأرض يطأها البار والفاجر وكالسحاب يظل الأحمر والأبيض وكالمطر يسقي الماشي والراشي So the arif, the one who knows Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and if this state dominates him, he becomes like the earth. The earth is such that even the good people and the bad people, they both tread on the world. They tread on the earth. He is... He is also like the clouds 
who will provide a shade to both all, to all sorts of people, provide to all sorts of things. So this person is just there in the service, providing to whoever there is, just fi sabilillah. Or the arif is like the rain, which provides water for those who are walking and also for those who are trying to pull water from the well. Otherwise, the well will only provide water for those who pull the water out of it. It's not going to provide you water otherwise. But mashallah, this person is like the rain which will provide you water if you don't go, even go to it. It'll come to you. La ilaha illallah. Then the, another group, and this is probably the last of the groups. There may be more manifestations, but these are the few that come to mind right now. As discussed by the shaykh. This is the one, he just gets this expanded awareness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The other one was bewildered, looking, 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 understanding, looking more. This one gets an expanded recognition of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Subhanallah. May Allah make us of these people. So what this person does, he is the one who's able to take an, a dive into the oceans of tawheed. The oceans of de- declaring Allah to be one. Declaring Allah to be one is something we all believe in as Muslims, that we have to have that belief. But what this is talking about is when it becomes an action. So in everything you do, you only see Allah. You only do it for Allah in everything. So while we believe in tawheed, but when it comes to, for example, other things, when it comes to earning, sometimes people make money an object of their worship. Not actively worship, but almost like worship. So they will give it preference over things for, us, for the sake of Allah. But a person who, for whom Tawheed is the only thing, that, uh, that become absolutely overwhelmed by Tawheed, that, that's it. They take that into the ocean, they jump into the ocean of Tawheed. For them, it's just, that's all. It's just the oneness of Allah. They see nothing else. فَلَا يُكَدِّرُهُ شَيْءٍ Nothing pollutes that person. That person doesn't get sullied, polluted, and confused with anything. Nothing overwhelms them. Nothing can confuse them. They still, ta- they still do everything. They take their share of everything. They will eat. They will work. They will have money. They will drive. They will do everything. So they take part in everything. But nothing will take any part of them. They are in control. Meaning... They only do things for the sake of Allah. Nothing will take a part of them and divert them. They are are comfortable with any situation. Any good situation they're comfortable with and they don't feel uncomfortable in any situation because they're just totally focused on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There's no bewilderment. Subhanallah. Sometimes life goes wonderful. And then there's no complaints. Sometimes difficulties come about and people get bewildered. People get confused. People get depressed. People can't sleep at night. La ilaha illallah. People cannot sleep at night. They feel lost. They feel forsaken. They feel that they don't have anything to hold on to anymore. Their pillar is gone. But a person with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, their pillar is always there because Allah is always there. So this person never has a confusion of that nature that I'm, I've been forsaken. That never just crosses their mind. They're constantly with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala.
is always there for them. That's why it's important to connect ourselves with Allah. Because He will do much more for us than what we do for Him. He will, He's willing to do much more for us than, we're, than we are willing to do for Him. He just wants us to do that bit and then He will do a lot for us. Abu Turab says, Al-'arifu bihi yasfu kadru kulli shay, wala yukadiruhu shay. The arif billah, the one who is the knower of Allah, who's reached this status, he's the one who goes and purifies the muddiness and the dirt in everything. So when he comes, he purifies things. He or she will cleanse things, make it crystal clear. The confusion will be gone, and nothing can pollute them. So nothing pollutes them anymore. They're very straight. They're very strong. Subhanallah. We have children who in primary school, you can look after them. In Islamic schools or other schools, you can look after them. Primary school, innocence. You know, the, the normal until 10 or 11, it's a lot of innocence. And you go to secondary school, high school, and one... One person who's just been through that, who's now finished college, finished university, saying that you can't have good friends in, in high school. Now, I've, my high school was done in madrasa, alhamdulillah. Right? But we've heard a lot about high schools, and I can't say they're all like that, or every person will have that experience. But this is one person who's saying that you can't have good friends in high school. What that means is even the good people get corrupt there. It's that age that is bombarded by the media, by is bombarded by social media, by advertisements, by product, by music, the music industry, and all these other industries that are there to make a buck from them. And they get them into that. That's when the hormones are aging. That's when the shaitan comes around. So it's very, very, very difficult. That age is a very critical age. That's when the, just the human is just looking and exploring. We find newfound energies at that time, capabilities. We become more independent. So that's why it's all open at that time. And that is why it is a huge reward for those who spend that time in the path of Allah, connected to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They're going to school. How many, if there are, if our children, from the time that they become mature, to, you know, when they get married. If they've managed to pray all the salats, what an achievement that is. That when they're 25 years old, they don't have any qada prayer. And mashallah, I'm pleasantly surprised I've spoken to a few people in the past uh, month or so, and I asked them, do you have any qada prayers? I said, alhamdulillah, we don't have any qada prayers. And that brings a lot of satisfaction. There's a lot of people like that who do not have qadha prayers. But yet there's a lot who do have qadha prayers. That's why you should tell your children, and if it's children who are listening, that after you become mature, you do not want to miss any prayer. And that training has to start earlier, from the age of 9, 10, that they try to pray all the salat. But it needs to be done out of love, not out of force. It needs to be a bit of pressure, but a lot of encouragement, so that they want to pray themselves. And if they want to do that, then inshallah they will do so. If they do happen to miss a fajr, they should get up and perform it. Qadha. And make it up. 
so that they have a clear balance all the way through. By the end of the day, they should not have any prayers outstanding. And that's, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect all of our young people. Otherwise, that's the time, the make it or break it time sometimes. So the Arif Billah is the one who goes and purifies everything else and nothing pollutes them. Abu Sulaiman al-Darani, you'll hear him quite often, you'll hear about his because he was a major uh, wadi of Allah. La ilaha illallah, la ilaha illallah. He says something which sounds a bit controversial. He says that, إِنَّ اللَّهَ يَفْتَحُ لِلْعَارِفِ عَلَى فِرَاشِهِ مَا لَا يَفْتَحُ لَهُ وَهُوَ قَائِمٌ يُصَلِّي Sometimes for Arif Billah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives him such unveilings and openings. Um, while he may be lying on his bed, then he gets maybe even in salat. Because a person is constantly connected to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So he doesn't even have to be in salat to get salat. It's still wajib, it's necessary, you can't sleep. Can't sleep it off. But mashallah, there's Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala giving them lots of knowledge. And there's a number of authors like this that others have said who knew them, that this book they've written, you know, they know their education. So there's certain scholars, their, com- their contemporaries know their education, what they've studied, right? But some of the things that they've written is impossible for them to have taken it from another book or from another scholar, right? For example, regarding uh, Imam Qasim Nanotwi, he just didn't write too many books which is really unfortunate. He was told by a friend of his that we want you to write a book because he was a master of all the subjects of his time. Not just Islamic subjects, but in terms of the books of astronomy, he studied all of those. He studied philosophies of his time. He studied everything. Like he was just a voracious you know, student he was, and he just found everything so easy. He would find things so easy. So he's actually mentioned that in his class, his, uh, his, his teacher was uh, Sheikh Mamluk al-Ali. That was his name, Rahimahullah. So the other students had to translate to, ex- to show that they've understood the text to the teacher. For Qasim Nanotwi, uh, Rahimahullah, uh, when he was still a student, his teacher would just allow him to just um, provide the Arabic, just read the Arabic. So the other students are complaining that he's just reading the Arabic, he's not translating, he's not explaining. He says, no, 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 nobody... Mawlana Mamluk al-Ali was such a teacher that there's nobody that would just pass by without understanding something. He says, don't worry, I know he understands everything. He would let him just read that because he knew his level of comprehension and understanding. So there was another friend of his who told him that I want you to write a book on a hundred subjects. Like, you know, some on a a bit of detail on hundred subjects, like an introduction almost. So he started writing on the first one or two subjects and he started writing and then he sent it to, he sent it to that friend, and the friend said, "No, no, this is too much. I want you like just like one or two pages on each on each subject, you know, because we need to publish this." In those days, you didn't have so much money to publish huge tomes, and he thought this is going to become like a volume on each subject or something. So, so Mullah Qasim Nantwi actually said to him, he says, "Don't stop the pen when it doesn't want to stop." Kalam ko matroko, like don't stop the pen when it doesn't want to stop. But the person said, no, 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 we only want it one page or, some, or something like that per subject. And others have said now that it's a pity that he said that because that is not the way Mawla Qasim Nanutu. And then that book never came to materialize. Some people just write. 
and you, you wonder where they're getting this knowledge from. And that's why others have said that what they've written is essentially what they call al-ilmul ladunni. That this is the knowledge that comes direct from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, an inspiration directly from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Many teachers will have experienced some level of this when you're teaching. There's something you've not understood, you've never thought of before. But when you're teaching, suddenly there's a point that comes up. Right? That, that you'll get. But this is like a whole uh, download of it. Just, just, just coming out. There's a number of scholars who are like that who people have said, their contemporaries have said that there's no way they could have written this just based on what we know they knew because they were our classmates, for example. That's ilmul ladunni. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives as much as he wishes. It's, uh, I mean, it's not similar, but it's like a person, they just see business opportunities all the time. They can make money very easily. And there's other people, they struggle. They struggle to make money. They're losers. You know, they think themselves as losers. They try, they try hard, but they don't make. And yet other people, money just suddenly, they find money, right? All over the place. Well, some people Allah does that for money. Some people, some people Allah gives both of those things. Imam Abu Hanifa was somebody who was given money abundantly and he was given knowledge abundantly. It's up to Allah. You do your best, you ask Allah. Allah can open it up to you. The floodgates open. It's a way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's a way of Allah. I believe that anything you make an effort for properly, and you keep doing your deeds, Allah will open it up for you. I mean, that's my, I would say that's my experience. But you have to make an effort. And you have to have dedication. Effort and dedication for the sake of Allah. And then Allah will give it to you. There's nothing He can't give you. SubhanAllah. Nothing He can't give you. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. Some people said that the Arif then, the, the one who knows Allah, gets to know Allah, is the one who finds complete comfort in the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala until they find discomfort with others. They know that only Allah can provide so they become absolutely focused on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for all their needs and then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes them need nobody else. But that is something we have to create in ourselves first that everything only Allah can give me so we only ask Allah and then you won't have to ask others again. Allah will just provide. You'd be surprised how much Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can provide. With shukr that you do. It's amazing. You'd be surprised. فَأَغْنَاهُ عَنْ خَلْقِهِ Allah will just make you independent. He'll enrich you. You won't have to go to His creation. Then these are the people who completely, as we discussed earlier, they humble themselves for the sake of Allah fully. Like they just understand the greatness of Allah. They really understand it. We all know Allah is great. But they really, really take that understanding. And Allah is great. I am nothing. I am absolutely nothing. So when you talk to them, they're like, I'm nothing. Like why are they saying I'm nothing? Cost you or something. I'm nothing compared to, you know, what there is out there. What is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Like I find myself completely insignificant. It's all a relative idea. That kind of... Idea is there, and then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes them the most respected people among, respected among people. Okay, so I'm going to quote you something from Dawood alayhi salam. Apparently this is in the Psalms, okay? I'm taking it from the Arabic version. It's a really interesting idea, and this doesn't seem to be corrupted, right? This seems to be what it is. Because when you talk about the evangel, and the Psalms and the books, they're not 100% corrupted, that there's no word of God in there, right? That's why we shouldn't be dis, like, 
take Bibles and throw them around. We shouldn't really be doing that. We, you know, while others may do that to the Quran, we, do, we disagree with that. Because there could be, uh, and there's quite a difference of opinion as to exactly how much has been changed in there. Like, what exactly has, it been, has been changed? Is it things taken from one place, put in another, and mixed up like that, so everything is still the words of God, but mixed around? Or is it changed in terms of replaced? Right? There's various opinions on that. But at the end of the day, not, you can't say that everything in there is absolutely corrupt. Right? That there's no good words in there. Of course there is. There are good words in there. But we, the Quran is sufficient for us. So, it says in the Ya Dawood, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying to Dawood alayhi salam, Ballil ahla ridai anni habibun liman ahabbani. Tell the people, tell those people who are the people of, that I'm satisfied with or who want to be satisfied with me, that I am the lover of the one who loves me. I will give my love to the ones who want to say they love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Tell me something. Have you ever felt a love for Allah? How often do you feel a love for Allah? Like, Allah, I just love you. Like, that's what you do for love, don't you? You express that love. Love causes you to express. So, when's the last time we said, Ya Allah, inni uhibbuk? Does that ever come to the mind? I know it's something we should do, but does it ever come to mind? Ya Allah, I love you. Something to think about. He's, Allah's promising a lot for that. You tell anybody I love you, I mean, don't they feel really good about it? No. Because that's what love is all about. He said, tell the people that I am the lover of those who love me. I'm the companion, the sitting companion of the one who wants to sit with me. How do you sit with Allah? You do sit and remember Him. Right? I'm also, you can say, the comforting companion, the one you're, you feel comforted by, for the one who feels comforted by my remembrance. Companion of the ones who is my companion. How do you be a companion to Allah? You're companion of the masjid, companion of good people for the sake of Allah. Anything you do for the sake of Allah, you accompany something. I'm the one who's chosen by the one who wants to choose me, then I'll be chosen by him. I'll be there for him. And I'll do for the one who wants to obey me, I'll, I'll, I'll do their bidding. I'll do what they want. By my might, I, am, I swear that ما أحبني عبد أعلم ذلك يقينا من قلبه إلا قبلته لنفسي. Any servant who loves me and who knows that with certainty in his heart, if there's any servant like that, then I will have accepted him for myself. Like he would have been accepted for me. Like if he knows by his heart that he loves me, then there's no servant who would not be then not accepted by me like that. And I will love him even more intensely than he loves me. Allah has the ability to give that. And the people who believe they're supposed to be ardent lovers of Allah anyway. وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَشَدُّ حُبًّا لِلَّهِ وَمَنْ طَلَبَنِي وَجَدَنِي Whoever 
seeks, whoever then will have sought me or will seek me will find me. But if somebody seeks somebody else, they won't find me then. Allah wants pure, pure focus on him. فَارْفَضُوا يَا أَهْلَ الْأَرْضِ مَا أَنْتُمْ عَلَيْهِ مِنْ غُرُورِهَا O people of the earth, throw off, cast off, get rid of all of the deceptions of the world that you have. وَهْلُمُّوا إِلَىٰ كَرَامَتِي وَمُصَاحَبَتِي وَمُجَالَسَتِي And rush towards, hasten towards my honor, my benevolence, my companionship, and my closeness. وَأْنَسُوا بِذِكْرِ أُؤْنِسُكُمْ بِي Become comforted my, by my remembrance and I will make you comforted by, my, by me. That, there's an effort. وَأَسْرِعُوا إِلَىٰ مَحَبَّتِي أَسْرِعْ إِلَىٰ مَحَبَّتِكُمْ Rush towards my love and I will rush towards your love. فَإِنِّي خَلَقْتُ طِينَةَ أَحِبَّتِي مِن طِينَةِ إِبْرَاهِيمَ خَلِيلِي وَمُوسَى كَلِيمِي وَعِيسَى رُوحِي وَمُحَمَّدٍ صَفِيِّي Because I have created the original substance, the original substance of my, of my lovers from the same substance as Ibrahim alayhi salam, my friend, and Musa alayhi salam, my in dialogue, my interlocutor, and Isa, my spirit, and Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, my chosen one. From the similar to what they've created from, I've created them from the, that as well. They're from the same, you know. وَخَلَقْتُ قُلُوبَ الْمُشْتَاقِينَ مِن نُورِي And those who are lovers who have ardent desire towards me, I've created their hearts from my light. And na'amtu, I've, I've then gifted them from my might and from my beauty. So, that goes to understand what this path, that gives us an understanding of what this path is, where it leads to. And this all makes sense because you see this on those who are kind of recognized as being awliya Allah. They will have one of these manifestations. When you read their biographies, you'll see the kind of, sometimes they go through different states. They might go through a sense of bewilderment, then eventually they will be, sometimes they go through different states like that. These are all possible manifest uh, traits of that nature. So now let us look at what Shaykh um, Abdullah Gangohi rahimahullah is saying in his, uh, in his commentary here. He says, O seeker, your understanding that your righteous deeds, your spiritual states, and your efforts, your understanding that all of that brings about the special mercy and proximity of Allah, then that is only due to your deficiency in your thinking. What deed did you render in order to be brought to the focus of Allah's mercy on you right from the beginning? The decree of His special mercy was applied to you when you and your deeds were non-existent. Because Allah has planned everything from before. Allah has a plan for everything from before. It's not like oh, He saw us doing a bit of good deeds and okay now. He knew that already. So then why are we doing good deeds? That just goes to show what's in store for us. If we're doing bad deeds, we'll start doing good deeds and that will go to show the same thing. It was nothing but His grace 
Hence, you should not consider your deeds as the cause for His grace. Remove your gaze from your efforts. Just focus it on the mercy of Allah Most High. It's a much easier way to do that. Just, Ya Allah, I want your mercy. I'm going to make my effort, but I need your mercy for that. I'm not relying on this, because I know that's what I need from you. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make this a reality for us. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it, make it easy for us. May Allah grant us success in this. Allahumma anta salam wa minka salam. Tabarakta yata al-jalali wal-ikram. Allahumma salli wa sallim ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala ali Sayyidina Muhammad wa barik wa sallim. Ya Allah, Ya Allah, Your mercy, Your generosity, Your benevolence, Your guidance, Your light. Ya Allah, your forgiveness. Ya Allah, we ask for your forgiveness. Grant us your forgiveness. O oh Allah, purify us. O oh Allah, purify us. O oh Allah, cleanse us. Grant us a life full of taqwa and purity. O oh Allah, protect us. Protect us. O oh Allah, protect us from the distractions. Protect us from negligence. Protect us from indulgence in others. O oh Allah, occupy us with you. Grant us your love and the love of those whose love that can benefit us. O oh Allah, allow us to love everything for the sake of yourself, for the sake of your love. O oh Allah, make your love more beloved to us than even cool water on a hot day. O oh Allah, make your worship beloved to us. Make your worship easy for us. Make our surroundings Make our surroundings conducive for your worship and for obedience to you. Remove the difficulties, remove the obstacles. O oh Allah, remove the pressures, remove those distractions from around us that take us away, that keep us away. O oh Allah, there are so many things that we would like to do. We've had a dream of doing those good things for a long time. We've had ambitions for doing those things for a long time. Never managed to do it. Oh Allah, now allow us to do it. And there were some things that we used to do before, but then we got distracted away from them. Oh Allah, allow us to resume those things. Don't allow us to be worse than we were yesterday. Oh Allah, make us only better than we were yesterday. Oh Allah, with every day, with every hour, we're getting closer to our death. Oh Allah, allow us to just be better according to the continuous days and make our Final days, the best of our days. O oh Allah, make our final days the best of our days. O oh Allah, whatever is good for us, O oh Allah, grant us. And keep us away from whatever is evil for us, whatever is bad for us. Sometimes we see things and we get excited by them. We become emotionally attached to them. We feel they are good, they are good for us, that it's good for us. O oh Allah, only you know what's good and bad. O oh Allah, we want to be under your care. We want to be... Under your care, we want to be looked after by you. We want a special, special looking after from you. We want a special protection from you that keeps us away from that which is wrong, that shifts us away from there, that doesn't even allow us to turn in that direction, that makes us immune to those things, O oh Allah, so that we don't have to struggle as much anymore. O oh Allah, O oh Allah, don't make it a struggle for us. Make it easy for us. Facilitate for us. O oh Allah, make it easy for us. Facilitate for us. Accept us for some service of your deen, for your remembrance, for thanking you, for being a special servant of you, for being the servant that you want us to be. O oh Allah, accept from us. O oh Allah, do not turn anyone here right now, anybody who's listening, do not turn any of us away without being, uh, 
fortunate in this world and in the hereafter. Subhana rabbik, rabbil izzati amma yasifoon, wa salamun ala al-mursaleen, walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen, bi rahmatika ya arham al-rahim. Jazakallah khair for listening. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you. And if you're finding this useful, you know, um, as they say, do that like button and subscribe button and forward it on to others. Jazakallah khair and assalamu alaikum. ورحمة الله وبركاته